stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Ryan McQueenie, Zach's editor of the um, exciting income investor portfolio and co-host of the Friday Finish Line podcast, among other things. Yeah. What's the name of that lunchtime thing free, you do? Free lunch. Oh, my, yes. my video series, Monday through Thursday, we are live on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, uh, Twitch, any streaming platform that wow. you can possibly imagine. Okay, so you can catch them live. You don't just have to wait for these podcasts. To yeah, come and out. that's that's video too, so they get the whole the whole face and wow. the, the upper body and everything. Yeah, is that good or I don't know? Some days it's good, some days it's bad. <laughs> I got a haircut last week and I'm not really happy about it. So okay, we're feeling kind of self conscious this week, but we'll, well wait. We'll it's see a good if thing I'm having out. you on the podcast then. Yeah, no, it's a, a haircut <laughs> made for podcasting certainly. Um, but I invited you to come chat with me today about one of my favorite topics, which I haven't covered for a while because I've been kind of down in the dumps. And these are the burger stacks. Yes. And you said it has to do with eating, which is definitely one of Ryan's favorite topics as well. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I implored you to go do yes. some research because I've been research, right. Yes. I've been doing some research myself. So um, I have been able to try at least one other brand that I never was able to try every time I did this podcast. Me so too. I'm, I'm excited. Okay. So both of us have tried some new chains. And I, I kind of want to know, are the burger stocks still a thing? Uh-huh. A lot of these went IPO in 2013, 2014 time period when every restaurant yeah. was IPOing. It was super hot, especially the burgers. Um, the burger concept in general was super hot. Mm-hmm. Kind of wondering whether it still is yeah. or what's happening. And one thing I did notice... Um, because I pay attention to these things, is that the expansion of the burger chains that they all thought they would be able to do five years ago is not really happening. Yeah, yeah. No, the the like for sure reason why people were pay- willing to pay such a extended earnings multiple for Shake Shack for so long was like, well, it's gonna grow and it's gonna expand and it'll be worth it at some point. And like this is this is hot and this is trendy, right? And that seems to have cooled off. But that is one of the few that is actually expanding. Yeah. I, I would like to say, but uh, I have to travel and you, maybe you do too, yeah, actually. Yeah. We, I have to travel to other parts of the country of the of United States now to try these various chains because they're not expanding quickly enough even into the Chicago or the yeah. Midwest market in general well, for me to try them. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's like a million different side avenues I can take that. And I have, I had like a couple of side notes of like where to, to get into my different points and the location okay. One is one, but the expansion one and the trend is also one. So, I I, th- I think that for a lot of these, um, it, it's kind of the expansion into different regions is kind of a catch twenty two, and it becomes this giant infighting situation where um, there's almost too many of these brands trying to do the same thing. Yes, and for so many of them, their success and where they are now is like a regional loyalty yes. type of thing. Um, Exactly. And, and so and so the, it's very it's hyper competitive. So that's why I would have yeah. I would be concerned about like um whether Shake Shack can really get to a point where you know it's 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 thousands and it's everywhere no. and it and 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 it's successful in all those different places. 
because I feel like part of what makes it cool to the people that like it is that it started in the like park in New York or whatever. And it's, there's East coast people and New York people that love it wherever they are. Um, But let's talk while we're talking about Shake Shack, let's cover that one first. Okay, let's do that. Because it is kind of like the big elephant in the room always when we talk about the burger stocks. So it's trading at even crazier valuations than ever, I feel. Wow. Um, It's 96 times now earnings, but everybody is ignoring the growth. Only earnings growth of 7% this year, expected to be 20% next year. But those same Shack sales, because that's what I look at, up just 1.1%. They've been talking about cannibalization for a while where they open up a new store, but it's too close to some of their other stores that already exist. So then it pulls sales away from that one to the new one. That's not really what you want to see. No. And I feel like Shake Shack in Chicago, this is my experience here, they have two locations in the city of Chicago. Yeah. One, as you know, is in River North, which is a very... um, tourist area it's right near the hotels so that makes sense it's right off the mag mile they have another one on the mag mile further south in the loop near the bean which is a popular tourist attraction yes so this is what they they're good at picking these spots and then a third one is soon to open right across from wrigley field yeah (laughs) very touristy as well potentially even more touristy yes Um, so yeah yeah so i don't mind them Going into tourist locations because yeah. there is demand there. There's, there's. I waited in line over the weekend. This is the one I, I, I visited many times. I revisited again this weekend to remind myself what the product is like and just kind of scope yeah. it out again. Field research. I yeah, feel. and there was definitely, you know, a line there on Labor Day weekend yeah. at the River North one, and it wasn't super long, but I did have to wait. And they're very efficient of getting your food quickly and all that now. Yeah, it's a pleasure pleasant dining experience yeah. I, and I like it I, I just I you're right though totally about the you got to kind of be in the touristy spot because I just and this is anecdotal but I don't think they're doing enough in terms of being special or unique to like a, want to have to definitely nail everywhere that they are and get this loyal fan base of people who are always going for lunch or like right. we, you moved into Chicago and now Chicago loves Shake Shack as well. It's like, right. no, it's the people that are coming in from the suburbs for a day in the city or they're coming in from somewhere else, more rural and they're touring Chicago and they see yeah. like touristy, they're in a touristy spot naturally because that's where they are. And then they go, oh, Shake Shack. Like, I've heard of that. And we right. have, we don't have one for hundreds of miles. Right. This is the closest one. And I live 200 miles away. Yes. I have to go try that. Right. But then, you know, that gets back. You don't see that reflected then in the same Shack sales that you're talking about. Or, or, or like, and then if you talk about, that, well, we're going to open more locations and expand into new markets. That's, you know, eventually... They, yeah. What do you care about as an investor? Do you want them to start opening more locations? Is that going to work? Would you rather see the same shack sales go up? What you're saying, but the same shack sales they've even admitted probably will never go up. That's not <laughs> All good. All they do is That's decline. Not good. Yeah, it, right. It's super hot when it first opens because yep. everybody wants to try it. Yes, if you're well, in Kansas I've heard City Shake or somewhere. Shack is cool. Yeah, we all yeah. know it, and oh, I want to try that for sure. And like the teenagers all want to go there and Instagram it and all of that. That's great for the brand. Yeah, but. They don't go there over and over again. It's not like your neighborhood burger joint where you're just, let's take the kids and go to the Shake Shack. It's Mm -hmm. not really. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. Yeah, because 
it's it's expensive. Yeah, and honestly, when you're eating there, if you can tell it's a touristy destination, yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's not like the neighborhood place no. that's that's anything to really write home about. It's okay. Yeah, it's a little bit too expensive. It it's it's pretty good, and I but I think the worst part about it is that the experience in terms of the food and the quality and the speed that it all happens yeah. at is replicated by so many different places now right. that right. it's it's just not a unique experience at all and i hope we could get could we get into the could we get into the competitors and in kind of what is the replications of the shake shack experience that i think our potential problem for shake shack yeah. specifically who do you think it is so i have some notes here okay um uh, in terms of publicly traded companies, yeah. I've been kind of thin on that end. Is it habit? Uh, yeah, is, I don't habit see publicly traded. It is, okay. but I don't see that as a direct competitor yeah, to Shake Shack. It's bit slightly different. different. Yeah, a bit different. Um, I would say I've got a few, all of which are slightly different, but in terms of like, this is a good burger. You can order it at the counter, sit down, and within a few minutes, it's there. But are these all regional? Regionals? Yes and no. So okay. I'll kind of touch on that okay. as I go down it. All right. Um, and this is I'm going to touch on kind of that thing I was talking about uh, in terms of the regional loyalty okay. when it, when I think it plays an effect here. So this is the one I did field research on this past okay. weekend. So Fat Burger. Oh. This is a West Coast thing, I believe, from what I yes. what I understand. Um, and a legacy one. So it was opened in 1947, 71 years ago. Um, so this is, this is while some of these other ones are new, kind of trendy ones, this is like right. an old school, we've been doing it for years and years yes. and years thing. Um, I had it on in Vegas. Okay. Um, same type of deal. I would say that's uh, in this list probably the most comparable to Shake Shack. Okay. It's a dime. What the, what's the cost? Is it similar Similar. Cost? Also okay. bang on similar, yeah. Okay. And it's an order at the... You know, we've got order good burgers order at the thing. We've got shakes and the whole bit. Now, what not. separates out their burger? Do they have a do they have a fat burger sauce like the Shake Shack sauce? They are or? called fat burgers, so there is something <laughs> going on in that in okay. that world. Um, I I don't know if they're known for a sauce or anything. Okay. I did note that in in my field research, I noted that they offer two different types of fries, which okay. might be a thing. They own, oh. they have fat fries and skinny fries, so you can if you're a thick oh. fry person, you can get that. If okay. you're a skinny fry person, you can get that. Um, th they had a cool like low carb, no bun option that was just like a bur actual burger like folded in on itself, almost like burger taco type okay. of thing that they're calling a skinny burger. Um, so not a place you would go if you're counting your calories, but they have an option there if, well, yeah, if you wind are. up there. Um, <laughs> Let's be honest. We're yeah. not on diets going to these places. <laughs> um, and as I said, uh, they're 71 years old. They've expanded internationally at okay. this point. A lot of um, them have now. And just wanted to note, um, kind of funnily enough, Pharrell, the musician, R&B artist, rapper, producer, okay. was a business partner with them in the mid-2000s and helped okay. them get into China. Oh. They've done some work with Kanye West, who had some failed franchises in the greater Chicagoland area. Okay. Um, Magic Johnson was was a, oh. a part owner at one okay. point as well. So they've, they've had a little bit of everything yeah. going on there. Um, there's also, I wanted to shout out Smashburger because oh, I've yeah. had them and they're delicious. Um, okay, but this is Smashburger is a good example of what's going on out there because yes. they expanded super quick mm -hmm. nationwide, even worldwide. They're like in El Salvador now, mm -hmm. but 
it, it, they have not been a success in that expansion. Like they had 16 to 20 of them in the Chicagoland area, only one in the city. Unfortunately, that has closed, but they've closed almost all of them. I think there's yeah. only like two or three left in the Chicagoland area. And it's so disappointing to me because this is one of my favorite chains. Yeah, so they're in they're in thirty seven states and, and nine yeah. nine countries, which is uh, impressive right. for a company founded in two thousand seven. So this is one of the newer ones, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. So those that three hundred and seventy corporate and franchise owned in yeah, that's as pretty of big. February of this year. Yeah. Um, so not the biggest, but certainly still a major player out there. Um, right, but I feel like the problem that these chains have in the expansion is this is a Colorado-based chain, I yeah, believe. Yeah, Denver, yeah. Yeah, and so everybody knows it there because they've usually usually been around yep. a, a number of years, if not longer, like Fatburger yeah. and Habit, which has been around forever too. But then they go into the new market, and as we know, those new markets all have their own homegrown yes. chains. Yes, yes. And why should I go to Smashburger versus here in Chicago? There's a chain called Epic Burger. Right. That's a homegrown Yeah, one. I was going to shout out M Burger. Yeah, um, M Burger. Same here. exact idea, yeah. but it's owned by a ginormous Chicago restaurant com- like holding company. Yeah. It's a Lettuce Entertain You restaurant, which you'll, right. you'll know. Some people yeah. will know, I guess. It's yeah. got five locations in Chicago. There's and- nothing differentiating any of these because I went to a lot of the websites when we were preparing for this podcast, and it's all... All natural beef. Oh, our our shakes. They all have shakes. They all have fries. Something with the fries. Although some of them, like Smashburger, I am a fan of their smash fries. It has some kind of special, like garlicky Mm -hmm. thingy, herbal thingy on top. But yes, like they all, I mean, there's not, and they usually have a chicken sandwich, and now some of them are going into the vegetarian option. Yeah. But otherwise, it's all the same, and there and it, and there will be a they'll be especially cool when they break into the new markets. They're especially cool with the people who are transplants who recognize them yeah, from their hometown, and that always sure. plays. So on that note, I'll get into two okay. more major regionals that are like super super popular with where they're popular at. Okay, and that's In and Out and right. Whataburger. Okay, um, In and Out is West Coast, I yeah. believe. I don't have the headquarters in front of me, but it's down by L.A. L.A. Yeah. yeah. So Southern California. And then it is big in the Southwest Pacific region. Um, yeah. Whataburger is from San Antonio, Texas. Right. And it's big in that uh, Texas uh, Southwestern region as well. I hope all our Texas listeners are pleased that we're mentioning that. Because every time I've done this podcast in the past, they they always tweet at me complaining that yeah. they don't talk about them. And these are two I've never had before. So me this neither. is like well, I've had In and Out, and but, but I'm well I'm well aware of the my menu at both of these things. I'm pissed that I've never had it before. <laughs> um, you know, I've heard rumors of the deliciousness. I've heard. Is it only Texas Whataburger? Um, Do we know? There can, are. Can I drive to like Oklahoma and get one? I've never seen one in Oklahoma, I've but got, maybe there is now. To be specific, there are about as of April of last year, April 2017, there were a hundred and er, excuse me, 824. What? Whatever That's a lot. stores across southeastern and southwestern. Oh, so I states. could go down there. Okay, I got to yeah. do a, a map one on that. In doing my homework on this, I realized I found that there is a what. Dash a dash a burger, so what a burger with the word what? separated. This chain is what a burger <laughs> one word. Yes, there's there's what a burger 
with the with the words separated out. Oh. That's a very small, similar type of experience okay. chain in like v- Central Virginia and North oh. Carolina. And they've had trademark disputes. Okay, I was going to say, are they suing each other? What's happening? (laughs) They've had trademark disputes in the past, but this Whataburger has like eclipsed that. But those two, I think, um, are are super trendy where they're super trendy. But I feel like, especially in the case of In and Out, that's three hundred and thirty-five locations. Yeah, they're pretty big. Um, Especially in the case of In and Out, I've gotten this sense for more just because I know a little bit more about it. But it seems like. They know where they're hot. They know where they're popular, and they're cool with just staying there. Yes, they have not tried to expand nationwide like yeah. some of the other chains. But I could see an In and Out coming to a place like a midwestern city like Chicago, crushing it immediately because of how the trend and like, oh my god, you got to go try In and Out. All the West Coast transplants, you go try. It. You're like, it's home. It's here. We but finally that's have only it. And initially, then, yeah, exactly. And, then, no one and cares. then after a year or two, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, In and Out. There's an In and Out over in yeah. by Millennium Park, and it's super packed with tourists all the time. And we never go there, and we eat at M Burger, right. whatever the local one is by my house. Like I right. In so, and Out is basically Five Guys. Yes. And we already have Five Guys in Chicago. Five Guys has been expanding five where In and Out. Five Guys is, is an example of of an In and Out that decided we'll go everywhere yeah. now. So yeah. they Five Guys has 1500 locations yeah, as of bigger. the end of 2016. So that's a bit outdated. Yeah. Um apologies for my notes being outdated there. Um, rapid expansion within the last few years because didn't start ex- franchising until like 2010 right. or something like that. Yes. Um, 2000, you know, might have been even like earlier 2000s. But um, yeah, I had a note that they they were launched. They started in 1986 in the Arlington County, Virginia, so their yeah. DC area That's type right. of thing. Again, cool regional thing. Were super popular in the DMV region because that was their hometown. Yeah. They were rep the DMV type of area. Only five locations in that area by 2001. So they over 15, their 15 first years only opened five stores. Now they're at f- over 1,500. So yeah. at some point in the 2000s, they said they started franchising and they said, right. let's take over the country. And they did. And I think, I mean, it's, it's again another totally legitimate option if you're trying to get this type of burger. So yeah, if I if I live closer to a, a Five Guys, I'm gonna go to a Five Guys over a Shake Shack or a, over a over a whatever, just because it's so to me such a similar dining experience that I'm not gonna like. I I don't know. Like what what are you doing for me that's special? Is, is essentially my way that I'm looking at this. Five Guys, you know, they're known for like they give you a ton of fries. Right, right. Well, some of them, it will be price point yeah, specific, sure. especially if you're not trying to just be a tourist attraction yeah. like Shake Shack and you want to be more in regular neighborhoods. And that brings me back to Habit Burger, which is Santa Barbara-based originally and now has expanded into 11 states, but they're still not here in Chicago, which always irks me. They haven't bothered to come here probably because of the competition but um, they have 235 restaurants now, and they, um, I feel, are trying to tap slightly lower price point. Okay. Because I went there and I got their char burger special. They have like number one and number two of these char burger specials. And so it included a drink, just like a normal fountain drink, the burger and fries. And I only paid under $10. Mm-hmm. It was like nine fifty seven or something, which is yeah. like shocking because... 
when I went to Shake Shack, I got the burger and the fries with no drink, and it was like twelve ninety seven. Just the slightly next higher tier yeah, of it's price all, points. Right, right. It's all over ten dollars. But if you're wanna go out with your family and you want a burger type thing. Yeah. When I was at the one out in the Bay Area, it was um again like a Friday night or whatever. So that or no, it was a Thursday night. People were eating out and there were tons of families in yeah. the habit, probably because of the price point. So I feel like there's, you know, certain chains that can do uh make inroads and make a name for themselves based on even just price. Yeah. Because yeah. it's pretty pricey if you're trying to go, you know, if you're talking $15 or so with a drink yeah. and you have a couple kids, that's a lot. Yeah, I don't, I, 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 I the, all the names I mentioned, I had like a loose idea of them being around the same price. I would say that just guessing, I would think that the In N Out and Whataburger trend more to towards the lower In-N-Out, price point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas the, you know, the, the Shake Shack or the Smash Burger is going to be back up that at yeah. that 12 to 13 for the meal that you're talking about but right. that is definitely a good point and that's why i mean there's always going to be room for the the og mcdonald's because you right. know you know exactly what you're getting yeah it's going to be the same every single time and it's going to be cheap and right right I think, well that's the value yeah yeah now habit is publicly traded um but its pe is crazy now it's at 308 times mm. It's only, um, it made 16 cents last year. It's only supposed to make five cents this year and four cents next year. So it's having a little bit of trouble growing those earnings, unfortunately. But shares are off the lows because the comps aren't that bad. And they are still doing their thing, expanding. A lot of people worried about labor costs with all of these chains, though. Because that keeps rising and it's hard to keep employees. Yeah, when you when you start off, especially you know at a, at a lot of these places that you and they and they they start off their employees at these low minimum wage hours just right off the bat, they're going to be directly affected by you know, especially like on a state by state basis. People well, yeah, if you're if you're habit and your yeah. most of your locations are in California where the minimum raise, wage has been raised, yeah, like you're you're paying eleven, twelve, thirteen dollars. Yep. At the minimum, and yeah. that's even if you can get somebody. Yeah. So you might be paying more. That's a good point too. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you've seen, um, you know, again, kind of a follow the leader example. McDonald's is going to spend like six billion dollars between itself and its franchise owners to put in to rehab the whole restaurants, but much right. of that rehabilitation is putting in the kiosks so you can lower payroll a little bit, um, which. You know, I feel like for a lot of these fast casual chains, that that ruins a little bit of the experience, if not a lot of bit of the experience, because then it feels more like the the corporate chain that they're trying right. to be not, yeah, or they're trying to be quote unquote better than. Um, so I don't know. I mean, off the top of my head, I know that In and Out is like notorious for its it, relationship with its employees. It has never paid like minimum wage, right. starting starting hourly wages and and stuff yeah. like that. So. Um, but that's not that's not one of the publicly traded ones, so we don't right. we don't know for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, what about some of these slightly um, more upscale, not the the super fast casual, but the dine in yeah. fast casual? I should say, like Red Robin Gourmet Burger. Yeah, that ticker's RRGB, 
they've been down on their luck for a while now because I've followed them for a couple of years because, again, it's a burger company, basically. They have over 500 of these stores. And I used to think that the dine-in, because they serve alcohol and all of this, that was maybe the way to go. Yeah. But they, they're they just struggling here to get people to come in there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I You would know slightly more about that than I do. Yeah. But would, would, does that trend extend into other places like like that i mean i don't know is there the burger version of yeah of like an olive garden almost it's yeah. going to be right next to an olive garden yeah. is where i'm picturing them and and it's it's the american grill version of that where you've got a, like an unlimited fry deal and a right. bottomless lemonade deal yeah. or whatever it's family friendly yeah it's it's next to the movie theater, next to the right, mall. Right, right. You know. But with the economy this strong, you'd think someone like this would be doing really well. But um, I don't know. They're having trouble with uh, being too crowded at the peak time periods, apparently. And so the the hoster person is not is having issues. Mm. <laughs> and they recently tried to expand their cheaper menu options. They recently expanded to five items from three items to try to spur traffic in there, and that didn't work. I love that, though. So that's simultaneously we're too busy, but also at the peak times. But also yeah. we're not busy enough at the down times to get people yeah. in. So that's Traffic that's overall is down 0.7%, and the dine-in traffic is down 3.2 in the their last quarter. And another, just throwing more local anecdotes out there, they tried to open up a couple of the quick service Red Robins that basically mimicked this exact same concept we've been talking about, the fast casual yes. burger concept, the yes. Shake Shack concept, the, the fat Five Guys concept, the Habit concept, whatever. They were... Quick service, fast casual, right. but order, sit down thing. They they opened like two of them within walking distance from our office. Right. They opened up in near the, already. Well, right. But they opened up in the business location. Yeah. Try to get the lunch people in. Yes. Because I, there's not a lot of burger places in the business yeah. downtown in Chicago. So they were going to try to parlay their brand into that market. So like, let's, but yes, we like Red Robin. It let's did go not get work. it for lunch. And it I was the one closest year was closed within a year of opening. Some, Maybe, something yeah, with a little like bit that. over. Now, speaking of uh, closings, I was up in Lakeview here in Chicago um, just a few days ago, and there, there was a new burger chain that opened up there that was called the Bear Burger, and oh, yeah. it was in West yeah, Lakeview. And um, I was surprised to see when I walked by there that, whoops, that one had closed now. Oh, no, no. And it was open um, just two years. So it opened in 2016, but that was the first of that chain here in Chicago. And that's a Queens, New York chain that was oh, okay. founded in 2009. So kind of like a Shake Shack competitor, I guess. Tried to hop on the trend right around the same time that it was... They tried to expand. Um, they have the organic burgers, the milkshakes. They're very popular in New York. But again, these regional chains are always popular in their home region. Yep. And then this one only lasted two years here in Chicago. They do have one in Atlanta and one in Santa Monica, but they only have about 40 total but that Santa Monica one, I kind of looked, I'm like, well, the competition there has got to be pretty intense anywhere out there because of these ones we just yeah. talked to. So there was a fat burger or one or two of them within like a mile of it. And then the other, some other local chains that are not publicly traded either, like Umami Burger. Mm -hmm. They have a couple of those here in Chicago too. Yeah. And that is a local LA chain and that's not that far. Plus just another uh, other 
burger places that aren't chains but that are within blocks. Yeah. And that's so. that's exactly it. So that's I would say, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna try to step out of your regional place where you found success, if you're gonna try to expand, you're gonna have to get a little bit lucky in terms yeah. of landing a place um that's perfectly located where you can get some of the tourist traffic but not be pushed out by maybe the bigger names or the the names that are more ideally located situationally yeah um you're gonna have to have enough loyalty and enough brand recognition that people that are transplants are like okay cool i like that place already but you're gonna have to be good enough and unique enough to get local people to fall in love with your brand as well right and get that loyalty from from the new region that you're in and with the amount of people trying to do it right now it just it seems like a difficult task yeah, and we've seen some, you know, again in our area, some some failures in that in right. That task Smash already. Burger and now Bear Burger, both out out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, as an investor, any of these spark your interest? I have been watching Shake Shack over the last couple of years, thinking it might get cheap enough, but then the shares kind of hit bottom and now have rebounded quite significantly. Same kind of with Habit. I was waiting for it to go under ten dollars, and it. Never really did, and now it's well above. Yeah, and I feel like no, all of these these publicly traded ones are still overpriced. Yeah, I would say with those those earnings multiples you were talking yeah. about, definitely overpriced. Ninety five times overpriced right now. But <laughs> you know, is it is is it going to zero anytime soon? I no. I don't think I don't think that either. Obviously, no. and so that's at some point if if things sell off, you can you can look for some buy the dip opportunities, or whatever you're saying, yeah. rebounding off the lows. That's that's yeah. something that you probably could have called right? at some point. Yep. Um, I'm not in the business of calling lows and calling highs, though, so I'll, I'll stay no, away from that. No, you're the income investor. <laughs> and, yeah. And, You'd uh, have to go for the old guys like the McDonald's. Yeah, we have McDonald's in the, in the service right Oh, you now. do? So, okay. Yeah, I was just so. going to say, with all the risks I just laid out for the fast casual chains, I'd say, let me just go with the OG, the old school McDonald's. Yeah. And, now, I do have to say about McDonald's that I walked by one the other day and they had one of their signs in the window and it was for their new glazed chicken tenders. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone has tried those. They're good. Are they? Yeah. I, I was almost lured in there just by the sign. I'm like, this is good marketing. <laughs> yeah. Because there's something about a glazed chicken tender that just is delicious. Yeah, I'm optimistic about um, the way that McDonald's has juggled the the new menu items versus keeping what it does well in okay. there. Um, and like I said, I think that this uh, $6 billion that yeah. they're investing in the store rehab is a, is a really good sign from them. Okay. Well, we'll be keeping an eye on that because you can't discount these the old fast food giants, that's for sure. So some of the stocks we talked about today um, are, I'm going to list out the tickers so that you have those if you're interested in checking out any of these. So we talked about Shake Shack, S-H-A-K. Habit Burger is H-A-B-T. Red Robin Gourmet is R-R-G-B. We talked about McDonald's, M-C-D. We didn't talk about Good Times, Good Times Restaurants. That always comes up because I found them on on Zaxx.com. Mm. They're listed there because they do have a couple analysts covering them. They're only $63 million market cap. But they went public basically during the burger mania. Yeah. And their ticker is GTIM. If you're looking for like a real small guys or you're in Denver and you really like this chain <laughs> because they run two chains, big, 
Bad Daddy is their full service okay. burger chain. <laughs> and now I'm like, what? What's that? And then their second one is Good Times, like burgers and frozen custard. So again, this is all natural. They're in Colorado and Wyoming. But um, still no PE because they're still seeing a loss, a loss of 12 cents for this fiscal year and a loss of four cents for next fiscal year. But their same store sales growth is pretty healthy at 3.8. That's pretty high. That's and they good. they saw 3.7 a year ago. So that's pretty good. They must have some good regional loyalty. And I haven't heard any discussion of them expanding outside the space. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, those, that comps growth is right in there with yeah. the, the better ones yeah. in the restaurant business. So. Definitely. So that's another one that you can check out if you're interested in some of these publicly traded. And then there's there's also some of the old other old guys like uh, Jack in the Box, which is Jack, J-A-C-K. They were selling off of their Mexican chains so that they Qdoba, could... yeah. yeah. They, they got rid of it. Yeah, so they can focus only on the burgers. And then, of course, there's like Wendy's and Burger King, too. So those are some other ones. But we didn't really focus on the fast food ones oh, this yeah. time because we're, we're trying to sort out those prestige names and yeah. whether or not there's any buys there. But um, we'll be checking in again, of course, because this is kind of an interesting story about what's happening with these chains. Yeah, I don't definitely. Know. It's an American thing. We're obsessed with the burgers. Well, I think it's important that to check in on these, the, you know, like you said, the burger mania, that was like 2014, 15, yeah. and even into 16 a little bit. A um, lot of restaurant IPOs in that period. Yeah. Um, you got to check in on these things after they, a couple of years after they happen and see, well, yeah. see what actually, what actually ended up happening out right, of the trend. Right. So. Right. And there could be buying opportunities. Although right now I would say, well, I don't know. You'll have to go, people have to go do a little more investigation with some of these ones beaten down a little bit more. Okay. So be sure to get all of our shows here on the market edge. We bring them to you every week and we have some juicy ones coming up. So you don't want to miss any. And you can subscribe, of course, on Apple Podcasts. And we're also on SoundCloud under the Zach's Market Edge on SoundCloud. So be sure to get us somewhere, and I'll see you again next time.